Today our community faced horror and tragedy in what should have been a community celebration. I'm deeply saddened to know that so many in our community went to a parade but ended up dealing with injury and heartache. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Recovery from Politics podcast. My name is Kyle Frame and today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Yesterday afternoon uh, at a parade in Wisconsin, someone drove a red SUV directly into it and although my normal rule is not to report on breaking news and to wait a day um, I felt it was important to check this morning as of last night there were no casualty reports we just knew that an excess of 20 people were hit uh, we now know that at least five individuals are dead and over 40 were injured. The age range on this thing um, from four years old to uh, not an exact age, but a group called Grannies for Dancing. It was a elder group that just, you know, met up once a week to dance. And they were also in the parade. So this has no meaning right now. We have no idea the motivations or the cause. It could be everything from a horrific accident, although I don't see how. <laughs> Perhaps the driver was experiencing some kind of physical ailment that prevented them from stopping their car. This this does happen, um, and it, maybe it just happened at the worst possible time and place. Uh, we don't know if it's nefarious, if it was specifically targeting one individual or a group. We have no indication that this was political or racial or anything and then not knowing a lot of people will point at that and say that it does not give them comfort not to know because then you don't know and you know not knowing is scary and I agree it is <clears throat> but I think not knowing gives us time Instead of searching for answers right now, or attempting to blame, which unfortunately some of the more extravagant individuals on social media are already trying to do, with no evidence whatsoever, they're just throwing shit at the wall. Possibly to provoke, but also possibly because they want to be first, you know? There is a weird social media gratification from, from calling it. <laughs> Have you ever made a guess that was right? It was just like 100% nailed. Maybe not even on anything important. Maybe it was just a stupid sports game. I did that. It was great. I had lots of people coming up to me after it happened. Be like, man, you, you nailed it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I just saw it coming. Mile away. <laughs> and it does feel good to uh, to be first. So I think... 
you know, going to social media to try to get any understanding in this moment is a, a fallacy. I wouldn't try it. Um, I am going to suggest something that unfortunately has been hijacked. Uh, once again, it is political to suggest thoughts and prayers. The left, I've seen firsthand, and I might even be guilty of. I don't check my tweet history. <clears throat> uh, that when something horrific happens to the other side, you know, we'll just say, oh, well, thoughts and prayers. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Kyle Rittenhouse, something along those lines where maybe it was, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse breaks down in tears at his arraignment or something like that, and somebody posts, oh, uh, uh, thoughts and prayers, man. And it even happens on the right. Um, while a horrific tragedy like this elicits that thoughts and prayers response from a lot of people, there are people even on the right who say it sarcastically, ironically, or at least they're trying to be, um, but they just come across as very cruel and mean. I know a lot of people, <clears throat> after a tragedy, will get angry at thoughts and prayers, especially from politicians, you know, because politicians can fix everything, right? And I try to explain calmly that thoughts and prayers is there because we don't know everything. We just don't. We don't know the motivations. We don't know what caused this person to do this thing. And it's better than saying I've got nothing. And even me, a agnostic who leans very, very heavy towards atheism, just flat-out atheism, um, I do think there is value in suggesting that your thoughts, and if you pray, that your prayers go to the people in Wisconsin who were harmed. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think a lot of people have made it a weapon, a, a mean joke, to suggest that we're all helpless in this world. I don't think it is. Um, you may not want to hear it, and that's fine. Um, emotion is a weird thing. You can't control it. You know, something horrific happens, and somebody says thoughts and prayers, and it depends on who's saying it, how they're saying it, when they're saying it. If you're looking at photographs of dead children on the sidewalk this morning, which I hope none of you are, you know, somebody walking up saying thoughts and prayers could almost be a slap in the face. You've seen this. People with the best of intentions say something they think will help and it just doesn't. And it's no one's fault. It's just when your emotions get running that high, you know, even good intentions can be seen as a threat. But I do believe that there is, you know, such a thing as positive energy in this universe, um, if nothing else within ourselves. Um, I do believe in 
meditation and mindfulness, and prayer is a form of that. And it does calm people down, allows them to grieve, to think, to process. So it's not a bad thing. And it's, it's no harm. It's no skin off anyone's back. It costs absolutely nothing to care and to wish that this horrible thing had never happened and to feel sad that it happened here in our country. And we'll get answers. You know, um, a suspect caught alive. There will be an investigation, obviously. Um, there will obviously be a trial that will be even more enlightening. We will know everything. Um, it's highly unlikely we're going to go to bed tonight with less information than we had this morning. So there is that. And as always, I, I urge compassion. Um, again, we don't know who did this or why. And as I always say, hurt people hurt people. So if there was some malicious intent here, I would ask, although it's very difficult and perhaps even privileged of me to suggest, that we also treat the offender with some compassion. I've been angry before with someone online who, after a tragedy like this, suggested that, well, you know, that's because parents, you know, this guy didn't get beaten up as a kid. And my reaction was, it's probably the exact opposite of that. You know, abused children tend to grow up to be abusive adults. So, unless there's some huge mental disorder that would cause this person to do this, or like I said, a physical ailment, this is a hurt person who reached out to hurt people, and we just don't know the whys yet. But violence begets violence. So I would urge the opposite of that, which is compassion. Try to understand, try to think through it. Try not to live in fear. Uh, don't be afraid to, for Pete's sake, go to a parade. I hate stories like this, regardless of where they are. I, I unfortunately read them in a lot of foreign news much more often. Um, we are lucky to be here in the United States where, believe it or not, this is not that common of an occurrence. One of the parents of uh, family members there, fortunately nobody there was hurt, made the comment, you know, oh, it's like every day you wake up and there's more violence in America. and that's true, uh, but it's also false at the same time. The media loves stories like this. The media will milk this story for at least uh, through Thanksgiving. I mean, this is just fantastic for them, right? The old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, you know, uh, one of the most dishonest things I ever see is news anchors reporting the sad news. You know, they get on TV and they're like, oh, we're we're so sorry about this. And I can almost see secretly in the back of their head, like, yes, now I don't have to report on that duck problem at the lake. You know, gives them something to talk about. And I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I, I woke up 
yesterday not knowing at all what today's show would be about. Um, I was going to talk about, you know, Washington Post had this article saying that over 100,000 people died in the United States last year alone simply from drug overdoses, uh, all stemming from the opioid epidemic and the fentanyl. I was thinking maybe we need to talk about that. I mean, still focusing on the compassion side, because when you compare our numbers versus, you know, say the EU, all those countries have a, a fraction of what we do. It is nowhere near a huge problem. Uh, of course, they don't criminalize drugs like we do. Um, they treat them. <laughs> Again, the more compassionate route is the one that leads to less lives being lost. I, so, yeah, you know, this story hit, and at first I wasn't going to talk about it. Uh, but then this morning I checked the numbers, saw some things, read some quotes, and was like, eh, okay, I guess I have to. So I guess I'm, I'm on that same boat, but... Uh, it is not joyful today. I could I could have slept in. <laughs> uh, just FYI, as of recording this, it is 6.41 a.m. Pacific time, so uh, any news that comes out later this morning or today, just keep that in mind if you listen late and you're like, ah, Kyle got that wrong. It happens from time to time. Um, anyway, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, my intent is to do more shows this week, so I'm not taking the holiday off or anything like that. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have more news, and it will be less terrifying. Stay safe. Be well. We'll see you next time.